0: And the Oscar goes to
1: welcome to Blessed Picture, a podcast where we explore underrated or off the wall movies we think are totally blessed. I'm your host, Shelby Mooring.
0: I'm your other host, Sky Payne.
1: And this week we are continuing, I guess we're finishing out our summer movie series. Yes,
0: this is the last one.
1: Wow. Um, So to go out with a bang from a shrimp cannon, perhaps, um, (laughs) we're talking about a new release from this year, uh, a little movie that isn't about the beach that makes you old, no. It's about the beach that makes you more self-assured and it makes you a better friend. It's mm-hmm. called Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. Thank you very much. I'm very excited about this movie.
0: And we are joined by um, another person who, like me and Shelby, once watched the Star Wars crawl, read the first chapter <coughs> of Bleak House by Charles Dickens, Kelly Bristol. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hi.
1: Wow. Hi. <laughs> That's actually perfect because that, like, if you Georgia don't know the context, Porgies. if you don't so- know the context of that, it sounds like a surreal piece of comedy, like, that we all just happen mm. to experience it. Once, yeah. like,
2: we all independently went to a UCB show. Yeah. Very
1: yeah. <laughs> that. In a way we did. Spiritually, mentally, Spiritually, emotionally. it was a UCB show. <laughs> Crawl Daddies, Georgie Porgies, we all love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have, I should be wearing my, we all love something that kills us crawl <laughs> that I purchased. I forgot you bought that. It's in the. Basement I might buy that when I dry. have
2: more steady income.
0: It's great. I love it. I wore it to see Annette, and I. Um, <laughs> right. uh, so Annette what was only choice. playing. Annette was only playing at this one theater in the valley. It was a very random theater. I never go there. I never go to this town. I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to this theater. And this old woman was like taking tickets, right? And she, first of all, was like. What is this movie? I've never heard of it. Oh, that I no. have to like try to explain to this like old woman who's probably very Mormon because I was in a very Mormon area, and then she was like, "That shirt is so profound." Oh. <laughs> Not this now, and I was like, "Thank you so much." I gotta go. <laughs> oh my Not god! One. Thank um, you for having theater. me. I have to leave. <laughs> and, then, and then I go into the theater to see a and it is just full of teens which was a oh, very no, strange experience is, for me that's
2: not good that is no um, good. they're not ready for what that well, is and they had watch.
0: a miserable time
2: they of absolutely course, yeah. had a
0: miserable time and i was like y'all weren't ready for what leo's carrying. had off.
2: <laughs> they <laughs> sure, weren't ready for baby annette <laughs> they
0: weren't ready i guess we can do blessed picture uh, yeah blessed is your best movie of the, movie week. Of the week yeah is that, yeah okay. that's like the only let's thing let's just keep this going yeah. um i loved annette I I did give it minus half a star for ghost content for me personally. (laughs) There was a lot of ghost content that I was very unprepared for and I did not enjoy that. But it was very unsettling in a Leos Carrick's way that I love so deeply. Holy Motors is like one of my favorite films ever. Um, Yeah, if you're into Leos Carrick's, I recommend it. If you're not into like weird shit, skip it. You won't get it. Like it's fucking weird. that's all I have to say about it but, I mean I if
1: you're know, if you're into people you know singing while down in the puss puss I guess it's also you for know, you
0: That that is a very short scene you know it where, is like people were like oh like I could never like watch this with other people and I was like I could have seen that movie with my mother like easily like it was like it <laughs> I was couldn't see that hilarious. with my mother my mother is a whole different breed of person
1: Jenna and and, and Skye's Movie habits and movie watching <laughs> relationship is quite different from quite different from mm-hmm. others. I would say. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, my my mother showed me Showgirls when I was like yeah thirteen. Yeah, classic. Like um, a family
1: heirloom, like tr- passing mm. on a tradition almost in a sense. in a
2: way. In a way, my I kind of get that. My family heirloom movie is Tommy Boy. Oh, okay, interesting. Yes, which when I was 10 I watched it with a babysitter because I was like oh yeah this is like a great movie that we watch on Thanksgiving and she goes this is not for a child and I go oh
0: oh oh well <laughs> that not for children no um, definitely not for children but even though there is a baby in it
2: there's but the presence of Marion Cotillard should have told you
0: <laughs> so true I would like to know if um she talked to Adam Driver about how the moon is fake.
1: <laughs> like I just oh, like want to know. I hope so. I and I really would like to be in on that conversation. I want to hear it because so- once again, I bring up that commercial that she is in, <laughs> like on the moon or something for like a perfume ad, while a horrible cover of Team by Lord plays over
2: it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did she
1: sing that? I can't.
2: I thought that was a- No, I think it's just like-
1: I think it's just like a random cover they pulled, you know. Yeah, just like- wherever. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Happy for you. Can't wait to watch it, I guess, in like less than 10 days. Yeah, Um, you're almost there. Because I tried to see if it was playing anywhere near here. No. Um, Shocking, I know. Um, It's not playing in South Carolina? No, Yeah, I know. Shocking. Um, The Puppet Sparks musical? yeah i know really like
0: unbelievable right kelly do you have a movie that you would like to share for blessed movie
2: of the week well i i also saw annette um yeah you know baby annette we we have to stay on we have to stay (laughs) on i have not Uh, seen a picture of this baby and i'm dying No, they are keeping her hidden they are i I wanted to to do because i posted the thing with like the wells for sensitive boys like making the announcement yeah. when I went to go see it and I wanted to find an image to photoshop it on top of the boy's head and then just do that I saw the ba- the movie where yeah. Marion Cotillard and I'm trying yeah. to- but it doesn't exist just- on the internet they want they don't want anyone to see it and boy oh boy I can't wait for everyone to watch but I also but you would think she's like fucking luke skywalker being
1: revealed in the mandalorian that's what i'm getting from this. she show is show me the baby she, she kind of is like... show me the baby show me the child <laughs> you she is this you, is you I I hers on I right think now he, show me she, the baby
2: she i truly think she needs to be seen for the first time within the context of the movie oh i because can't if wait. Because if you don't see it that way for the first time, you're just going to be like, oh, this is so weird. This is so strange. Yeah. And like, while that's true, you don't even know the half of it. Here's my question. Who
1: would win a fight, baby Annette, baby Renes-may?
2: Hmm.
1: And I'm talking baby Renezme. I'm not talking... 13 year old no, Renesmee I'm talking baby Renesmee like <sighs> CGI know, the that, face doesn't match the body and that
0: feels very pacifist
1: yeah okay so and I I think
2: Renezme has a little
0: more spice to her okay. I hate that I've she said this she literally does
2: she did literally kill her mother from the inside she did break her back yeah so true so I feel like baby Renezme would kill baby Annette but my blessed <laughs> pick was gonna be I rewatched the house buddy <laughs> a fun time an iconic film <laughs> and I had such a great time yeah I was up at two in the morning and was like I'm not sleeping I might as well just watch this and then hopefully I'll fall asleep I didn't it kept me up yeah <laughs> Classic, yeah.
1: I really, you know, that was a great time. I mean, that was when Emma Stone wasn't like too famous. Yeah, Catherine McPhee was in it. We didn't know that she was a Republican. Um Wow, I forgot
2: that she's we could we line, should yeah. have known if we watched her American I don't, Idol season. I
1: don't know if Keeley Williams had released um, The Sex is Spectacular yet. Um Rumor Willis I'm had gone on dancing with on the, the stars
0: video. Mm-hmm.
1: He he blew my back out. What was it? No. I think he pulled a track out while he was blowing my back out. That yes, the line, mm. really incredible um, lyricism. I also always think of Anna Ferris saying, um, "Can I just have the one mahi?" Because I'm not. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that I every time I see mahi mahi on a menu, I do think of that scene. Yeah. Also, her standing
2: over the manhole.
1: What a what a fantastic movie.
2: and uh, Anna Faris right before she was emotionally manipulated by Chris Pratt.
1: Yeah. So true. Life was simpler then, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: True. It really was.
0: Shelby, what movie do you have this week?
1: Mine is uh, quite different um, than the other two that have been mentioned. Mine is Sorcerer, movie from 1977 um, by William Friedkin. It is not about sorcery. It's not about witchery. It's not about any of that. Actually, it's just mm-hmm. like an American remake of The Wages of Fear, which I have not seen because I'm an uncultured... Um, feral hog but Uh um the idea (laughs) is that there are uh four criminals or five i can't remember how many there's there's several there's some criminals (laughs) they're all in south america um because they are escaping you know their criminal histories they've all committed a crime that is like you know get them locked up in their country forever whatever but anyway so the idea is that they are asked to transport dynamite that has been very poorly kept it's sweating nitroglycerin on several different trucks and the idea is that um, if they do this they will get permanent citizenship and a clean record right
2: mm-hmm.
1: It is tense as shit. It is terrifying because you just are like, this truck is going to blow at any moment. And there's like four or five of them. So you just like, um, it came out, I believe like the same time as Star Wars. So it kind of got buried Um, and it's had a massive critical reevaluation since then. Um, It was a ride. It was an adventure. I'm thinking about making a letterbox list about movies that give me anxiety attacks. It would be, you know, like that, Uncut Gems, Her Smell. Like that's kind of like, Mm. shiva baby shiva baby very tense um in a very different way than those movies you know because it is very much like very macho there's trucks it's a bunch of dudes you know um but that's what makes it fantastic it's a one highly recommend go watch it to watch based on the
0: description yeah i'm in Especially like, if,
1: if you're a member of the family, if you are a Fast and Furious fan, this is obviously Heart a little more member, serious, yes. a little bit yeah. more arty in comparison, but like the elements are there. Like they mm-hmm. could easily do this in a Fast and Furious movie. You know what I mean? Like that's the vibe.
2: Okay, so, i in. Yeah, sign me up. There you go. Um, it sounds like I, I'm very interested, but I am almost like, I feel like someone read the plot for this movie and went ah a suicide squad <laughs> <laughs> which I did watch and
1: it was fun. It
2: also yeah I like it it's yeah, fine like it. it was
1: fine you know like it was cute yeah. like
2: Sylvester Stallone plays the shark man
1: I did like the shark a lot
2: the um, shark yeah and the I rat
1: did. the shark and the rat were I did like the rat um CGI, CGI I animals
2: a... that I would let my, be my friend
0: yeah yeah I had a fun time I watched it at
1: home Weasel upset me greatly
2: at a visual not like level. Oh, no. I, I
0: did not like Weasel. It
1: made me very I, uncomfortable.
0: I was very afraid. I didn't like it.
1: Yeah. But like I was a, contributed I, I slightly was more to the movie. I was so scared of him. I got very threatening. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't like
2: it
1: <laughs> No. Very dark aura emanating from the Weasel.
0: Um uh on the complete opposite side of, like, dark energy <laughs> yeah. radiating from people, Um, Barbara Stark of the Vistas Omar has maybe, like, the best vibes of any movie ever. Oh, the greatest. Yeah. It's, like, I... I, I couldn't believe I hadn't seen it yet. This is my know, first time watching it. And I... I just like felt like I was on cloud nine watching Mm -hmm. this. I was like, this
1: movie is a goddamn masterpiece. Whatever vibrational frequency they figured out, it was the correct one. I just like, I really, it's so funny when I see people rating it any less or any lower than like five stars, because to me, I'm like, this is a perfect movie. To the Hague. No notes. To the Hague. To the Hague. I like literally the first time I watched it, cause I watched it. I'll tell you this. I watched the trailer and I prejudged it. I was like, this doesn't look good. I like, I'm like, there's things about it. I'm interested in like, and I love Kristen Wiig and I, and I like Annie Mumolo as her like screen partner. And you know, they're great. Yeah. They did great work with bridesmaids. Like, of course I'll watch it because why not? You know, there's nothing else going on. And I also thought, I also, I have not gotten any confirmation on if it's like the title is a take on Selene and jo- Julie go boating. I'm still looking for answers. If anybody knows, please tell me or if it just happens to sound like that. That's what that is. Okay. Anyway, Selene um, and Julie go boating being a French movie. That's like, you know, artsy, it's criterion, whatever. So, and it's about two friends who go boating, <laughs>
0: but, wow, What I would have never,
1: what, what are their names?
2: What are I their names? Have-
1: our this booth. might shock you to know this, but their names are Selena and Julie. Wow. What? I have, I'm sorry, sorry. once sorry. again, I have, I, have go. Go. I have to go. I have to Unbelievable, I know you're now exiting the Zoom. Goodbye, yeah. I have, I
2: need to go, I need to go lie down. It's fine, <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah.
1: Let <laughs> me <laughs> just roll away, goodbye. Yeah, Um. but so I t- fully prejudged it. I was like, I don't get it. And then I got closer, I was like, okay, I'll watch it. I ended up being like, moment one we open with a child singing a, a Barbra yeah, Streisand okay. song. And I was like, oh, okay.
0: And um, I'm obsessed with this child. That child has I incredible child. energy. I was like, wow, this is me at work, just like listening to things and like vibing. Like I was like, I get it. And then. Okay, I didn't know anything about this movie going in. Like, I thought that I had no idea. And when they opened a secret lair, I lost my goddamn mind. Yes, I I didn't expect that either. Oh my
2: God. What the fuck is happening? I loved it. What people don't talk about is like the marketing for this movie was ingenious because it literally did not let anyone know what the plot was going to be. Yeah. All they presented was it's these two ladies they go on vacation, Jamie Dornan is there. Yeah. Like you see you'll see um I can't remember his name right now, but you'll see the little boy like you see in the first teaser they have him on the bike Same, but when yeah. he delivers the newspaper it's to Barb and star. And yes, it's the footage from now. them it, it's the footage of them in what turns out to be Jennifer convertible. Um <laughs> Incredible, but what I wrote as my first note was I'm not exaggerating when I say that I think the opening of this movie is one of the best twists in cinema.
1: It really is, like I'm you said, obsessed with it. You have no idea. It literally just is like these two women going on vacation, and like you're thinking, Oh, it's just gonna be like a fun little buddy comedy with these two yeah. icons, right? Like it's gonna be fun, I'm gonna have a ride, whatever
0: energy, like yeah. I'll have a fun time with it, and then I'm like this is beyond and And fucking genius it gets
1: so much weirder after that point but like in the best way and it's I honestly am still shocked like to this day how many jokes they're able to get in this movie and like how funny it continues to be like it still holds up and for me there isn't a moment where a joke doesn't land like and there's a lot of comedy movies where I could even once that I love where I could argue like I would cut this joke I would cut it like for me I love spy but there's kind of like a little bit of an issue like near kind of in the not kind of in the middle kind of later in the movie where like if you remember like the i don't know if he's swedish or something i cannot remember it's been a minute since i've seen this movie but this like random dude shows up and then melissa mccarthy is like berating him and like i it was like that part of the movie doesn't work for me even though i think spy otherwise is a perfect movie this movie on the other hand all the way through very steady it like they know exactly when to pull back and they know exactly when to keep a joke going forever it's
2: 30 rock levels of experience yeah,
0: yeah exactly it's so good and i love kristen wig
1: playing both star and sharon she's yeah. incredible yeah shocking information though people came out of the early screenings show this movie and didn't realize that that was kristen yeah i saw that and i was like How do you not I only understand this because before I saw the movie, every like because I didn't get to see it right away because it cost like $20 to rent. And I was like, I what kind of money do you think I have right now? I'm sorry. I cannot like I want to save the movie industry personally, like you know, contributing your shoulders to cinema. Yeah, and I can't afford that right now. But I saw pictures after the fact, but the problem is is all the pictures of Sharon that they were posting had the goggles and the white makeup and the wig. So I couldn't tell physically who this actress was. And when I would Google it, they didn't have, like, it was like either not listed yet or there wasn't enough information. I don't know if it's listed now. It might be now.
0: It it is now. It's now, but
1: I was like, who the hell is this? And no one's Mm -hmm. telling me who the actress was. And then finally at some point I was like, oh, it's just Kristen Wiig and I'm like an idiot. But no, like it was it was hard at first to tell. But when you watch the movie, it's undeniable. It's her. Like, there's no question about it. Yeah. Like, like even
2: under all that makeup, it's very obvious that it's Kristen Wiig doing two roles. Yeah,
0: you can tell. And it's great.
2: It's- The uh, voice she's too fantastic. is like a voice she's done on SNL. Yes. Yes.
0: And when they were revealed that like the whole, like- the villain plot is like genetically modified mosquitoes i literally like screamed (laughs) i was like this is fucking brilliant because like that is terrifying and like also very funny
1: like it really like walks that line so perfectly it's so silly like it really is just nothing but silliness and i mean down to the the fact that like in the beginning when she's revealing this plan and the scientist is like, it's for animals, right? Like, we're, we're like, we're doing I'm this. I'm sorry? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh no, like we're using this to kill people. And they immediately throw him in to get attacked by mosquitoes. Right and after it's the like,
2: cow. Right yeah, after right, that after cow. the cow.
1: It's so great. I just, it's fantastic. By the way, shout out to him. He was in Showgirls. Yes. PK no me, you know. We stand. No, we do a PK turn, right? Um very important. And in general, what is great about this movie too is that like, yes, we have Kristen wigg we have Jamie Dornan, we have David Wynns Jr., we have like all these people in this movie, but like also a ton of the the actors in it are just like character actors and very funny people yeah. and comedians and like have these little supporting roles and they're kind of there for a minute and then they're gone. And then the next one comes in and it's just so like, that's what I think also helps to make it like even funnier is that they just pick the funniest people around them to be in this movie Yeah. just like amp it up they know what they're here to do it's a comedy this is what we're good at let's go yeah right
0: which I didn't realize that like Jamie Dornan was like a, a funny person like I have no, like no you idea thought. because Apparently- all I all I've seen him in was like Fifty Shades of Grey, and then yes, I am. I am one of the only people who purchased at the beginning of the pandemic endings, beginnings for um, fashion stand mostly. <laughs> you
1: were one of three people who purchased I that. Movie. I believe that I is mean, now
2: on HBO Max, and I have like watched the trailer and gone. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah,
1: like, maybe later. I, I, it's I so truly weird. Paired,
2: I I think I paid like
0: thirteen dollars
1: and now you have it forever I have it no forever. human should pay above again I think I'm five I'm one cents of the only for people.
0: that movie I really think I'm one of the only people so like going into this I was like Jamie Dornan can he be funny and then I was yeah. like wait Jamie Dornan is hilarious we've been miscasting him all this
2: time of course like, yes we yeah. gotta get it together it's kind of like John Hamm in Bridesmaids where- yes a very similar Chris
1: Hemsworth and Ghostbusters it's a very similar thing of like yes they're handsome and they can be handsome but it's like they need to give us more right and like with Fifty Shades I think it's easy to be like oh is he funny because he's so checked out like him and Dakota are there and they're just they're putting in the work for the paycheck and then clocking out at the end of the day and
2: and they hate each other and yet they have to be in like yeah. all day like sex scenes like yeah Ugh. and their stands are constantly at war with each other on twitter
1: apparently i learned that recently <laughs> as well um some bad blood over the 50 shades franchise wow. um but wow. yeah like it's wild to think about like oh yeah like he's funny and like we just haven't we just, we just not, Wait, ha- we haven't been allowed I, to know this information.
0: I didn't, I didn't watch the movie. I didn't watch not um the movie where he thinks that he's a bee. Was he funny? Oh, yeah. in- was that supposed to be yeah, like funny? I haven't either. No, I haven't watched it
2: either. <laughs> oh my God, I don't like, know like... No, I only read that article I sent both of you.
1: Like you tell me a man real, like thinks he's a B in a movie. The best I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the last 10 minutes of that movie where that is revealed. Right. I'm not going to watch and the it- whole movie. <laughs>
2: And I tried. It's not on YouTube yet. So yeah.
0: I just, I would love to just, I just want to know if it was like supposed to be like, funny or for like for real because he's so great in this movie just like absolutely delightful i love every single choice he has made in this film i love every choice that every single person has made mm-hmm. it works so well mm-hmm.
1: finding out that he wanted to do comedy like talking about that article mm-hmm. that you sent like it like that he kind of was like doing like a funnier or dire onion-esque blog like that was what he was trying mm-hmm. to get into like Maybe. when and then he, he first go. moved to la
2: yeah wild but I also think in 2006, we wouldn't let someone like, or like when he was trying to get in and be funny. He was too young and too attractive to do Two-handed that. John Ham. John Ham, he is that he is, I would say, on a similar level of attraction, but was older, so therefore yeah. is allowed to be funny. Jamie Dornan is now like in a, like late 30s, early 40s. So he's I allowed to he be. I think he turned funny.
1: 40 this year.
2: Um yeah. so full disclosure. This is my fourth This was my fourth time watching this movie. I love it's it. It was my third. I love it. And I want to preface that before I say the following statement, like I love this movie, there's one piece of harm that did come from this film. And it's that Kristen Wiig asked Jamie <gasps> no, Dornan yes. if he wanted to be part no, yes, no. of the Imagine video because of their friendship from this and she has gone on the record and it it said like i immediately once it all happened i immediately texted him and apologized that he had that he's now part of it and it's like i said it is the only piece of harm and i don't think and i don't think i blame i don't blame kristen really either i I really only put it on Gal. I think Kristen was like I I need I mean, to get some people involved. Movie, yeah
1: love and to like dig deep into the relationships like who texted who for this like I'm sure there's a an explainer out there on like vulture or something but I would really just love to like dig in for a little bit to be like okay this person texted this person and this person texted this person and then that's how they all got in because we know gal and Kristen worked on woman one one woman, woman I can't talk woman hello. wonder woman 1984 <laughs>
2: Because thinking about... She's not being murdered this time. She's just about to have an episode. Thinking
1: about the Imagine video does to people. But it's like, okay, so Kristen and Gal worked on Wonder Woman together. Jamie and Kristen worked on Barb and Star together. Like, we can keep going, you know. I I don't know who's editing this, but if the clip of Millie Bobby Brown singing You May Say I'm a Dreamer, if that could be inserted somewhere, I just, I don't care where... could be right now i forgot she was in the episode i just want to hear it it's my favorite clip on the internet
0: Um, yeah i'll put it in don't worry
1: (laughs) anyway but yeah no like he's very funny in this and you know it it is interesting to think that like you know it's a classic case of like too handsome so like he can't possibly be funny he can't possibly you know be a comedic actor um and now I think we're really in the renaissance of like, oh, look, this man's funny and hot. Did you know that? Like, we're really trying yeah. very hard. To allowed to
2: w- Women were allowed to have that for about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But like,
1: we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're finally letting the men have their time on this one.
2: Right. Right, right, right. Step because aside, we didn't he's... let men be funny. We didn't. No. We never. We've never let men be funny. No, no, no. no, no. Traditionally,
1: men have not been considered funny. You know,
2: no, no.
1: I weep for them.
2: One mm-hmm. single tear. Adam Carolla has been telling us about this for years and yeah. no one has listened.
1: Well, no one's listened because who listens to Adam Carolla?
0: Also true. Um, I I would like to talk about how perfect the colors are in this movie and oh how like iconically summer they feel. Like, yes, it it's so bright and just like I loved it so much. Even
2: when they're home. Yeah. Like it's It's still like the same color palette.
1: Yeah. From wardrobe into the hotel, to the sky, to the culottes. Like it really is just a very bright movie. And it's kind of wild to think that it was released in February, even though it was originally intended Mm. to be released in July of 2020.
0: Yeah. Mm. Like this was supposed to be a summer movie. It's so quintessentially a summer movie and then they were like here have this in the dead of winter Which,
1: in a way I'm not going it yes exactly it was a thing of <laughs> yeah. like I need this desperately it's like COVID time we're all kind of sad we're all still locked up like we're all just like depressed and here is a movie that is like It's like a, it's like a sad lamp for your brain, right? Like you just watch it and your brain like suddenly is like, I'm no longer affected (laughs) by the low light of winter, you know? It really, it's just like,
0: it brought me, it, I, I can't remember who I was telling this to, it really like brings me the same amount of joy that like Ted Lasso does. Like it like Mm -hmm. really just like warms my heart and just like makes me a happy person. And I love it. I commend
1: them for being able to do that. Yeah. And I mean it's a lot of fun, but also like has like a sweet little, you know, like two besties discovering themselves. Yeah. Kind of story, the center of it. And they're also a story about friendship. They're in their Mm forties, like that's really exciting. Like these two women in their forties get to have this little journey together and like, yes.
0: Get to hook up with like hot Jamie
2: Dornan. Mm -hmm. Get to meet Tommy Bahama. Hang out with Tommy
1: Bahama, who, wait.
2: I have to ask, did anyone else think that Tommy Bahama was Andy Garcia? (laughs) I (laughs) thought, It is Andy Garcia. No, it's Tommy Bahama. (laughs) No, it's Andy Garcia. What? It's Andy Garcia. No, I I looked into this. I thought they were like, no, it was actually Tommy Bahama. No, it's, Andy, it's Andy Garcia.
1: They were joking. It's Andy Garcia. <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> I wrote okay. the same interview. It's Andy Garcia. Oh, They watched, oh, God. They watched we, Fernando. I'm a, gull-
0: I'm a very gullible person. What can I say?
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I I really like thought, oh, wow. It, it was Kami Bahama, wow, he really looks like Andy Garcia.
0: <laughs> Literally. There was like an insane um on the IOGB trivia. They were like, they wanted it to be somebody else. Panama and Jack.
1: And, <laughs> and they wanted it to be Obama <laughs> to play Panama Jack. Which it's so funny. If you read that out of context, you're like, what the hell is this? But then you look at like all the other things that got cut, and you're like, no, that like perfectly aligns with everything else going on in this, this I would,
0: would, I would be. love like a six hour director's cut of Barb Honestly,
1: Star. I would watch it. I would be very thankful mm-hmm. for it. Um, but yeah, no, like Andy Garcia shows up, like they watched Mamma Mia. Here we go again. They saw when Cher was like, Fernando. And they're like, we need that energy in this movie. Yeah. It's um, perfect. We appreciate that. Yeah. Also the fact that like, you know, I mean, they're lying to each other about like going to, you know, seeing a turtle, um, going to a turtle's house, <sighs> all of that. Who hasn't
2: which done stick- that to their best friend.
1: My favorite, I, one of my favorite jokes in the entire movie. Like, I went to a turtle's house. So <laughs> I, went so I never went to a, a turtle's house. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I didn't take a bath of turtles. so funny. <laughs> it's so stupid, but in the best way. And like, the idea is that like, they're not like in the beginning of the movie, they are literally just like one person practically. They don't have their own sense yeah. of identity. Like they've just, they also have lost their sense of self since, you know, um, Since Barb's husband died, and since Carmine left Star, right? So that's the idea. And then they're like, We have been kicked out of Talking Club. We have lost our job, and our job, sorry, not our job, their singular job. Um, Mm -hmm. They've lost their jobs. And they're like, well, we'll go on this vacation. Maybe it'll be a nice little getaway. And then like things kind of start to fall apart. They start lying to each other. It's difficult. They feel bad about lying to each other because they've never done that before. It's very difficult for them. But right. then this they, is like, like a
0: new phase of their relationship.
1: Yeah, And they take time apart. They discover the things that they want. And then it makes them a better friend in the end because they're like, I don't want to lie to you ever again. But also I found myself like oh, that's, that's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. What I, I found. It's sweet. Yes. Yes. It's- It's very earnest um, and like completely just like treats these characters with respect. And it's like, these are just two fun, kooky, kooky women, you know, from, from Nebraska. It's like, whatever. Like, and I love that about it. And you can tell that Kristen and Annie both like really, you know, wanted to infuse as much empathy into these characters as possible and make them so fun and lovable and it helps that yeah. like, their performances in this movie are fantastic
0: mm-hmm. right like as like kind of like absurdist of the as these characters are right there's something like so real to them
1: you care about them yeah, yeah. are they a star you know like
0: yes um, they pack insane things to go here <laughs> <but> <laughs> which is so funny I really love it. I was like if man, you, you look
2: at them opening their suitcases you can see like the cookie yes. jar in it yeah it's like, so good when they get there. so you're like oh wow they really committed to this like they really passed um, that
1: yeah the details the details one it's of the unbelievable. things
2: first of all before we just kind of drove drove past wendy McClendon covey as mickey oh, yeah. really one of the best catalysts of all time
1: <laughs> soul douche
2: soul douche, soul
1: douche. Um, i you know i have a little i will say and this is no fault of her own I have a little resentment towards Wendy McClendon-Covey only because the Goldbergs is constantly on and I can never escape <laughs> it. And I do not know how that show is still on. I don't know who watches I know it. I guess against. it's a huge- I Even after
2: anything. George Siegel's death, they're like, we're still going.
1: Yeah, they they're they were practically ready to weaken and burn He's this bitch to keep this shit going, right? But like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I just, it annoys me. It's on TV land. I don't want to see it. But I do enjoy our bridesmaids. I cracked a blanket in half Um, and I, you know, and I'm happy she's here. Sometimes I just
2: want to watch the Taylor show.
1: And I just, you know, and she's, she's, she's a great catalyst in this movie. Like you said, I'm happy she's here. I'm happy she gets her little moment. And like everybody, like everybody besides like the main core, like four characters or so, like really like is there for a second and then gone and kind of, they might flash back to them, but for the most part, you know, they have one little memorable moment.
0: Vanessa one. Bayer,
1: that talking
2: whole
1: club. Fortune club.
2: Seamster, Phyllis Smith, Smith um, and Rose Abdu. Abdu. Yes. Um, is Talking Club just a podcast? <laughs> <I'm really glad laughs> so, this watch. is Talking Club. This yeah, we're Talking, talking club. And- <laughs> Yeah, we
1: don't cuss except for the F word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. When she like went through the uh, rules of talking club, um, which is, you know, one, no lying or whatever, no swearing except for the F word. Um, And then what's the third one? The third one. You can't be late. You can't be late. Yes.
2: Um, really because gail is stuck outside and we never know who gail is
1: okay we i will know. say i was fully expecting like a trish level reveal for gail and i'm kind of sad yeah it didn't happen. but okay. i guess the yeah.
2: trish
0: reveal
1: if they I... make a second
2: movie they could easily do a gail reveal <sighs> tragically i that is like i think what like what I love and also, like, am sad about this movie not being released in theaters. Like, love that it came out. I, like, mm-hmm. genuinely, like, accredited so for like, giving me it. a lot of serotonin. Yeah, So yeah. glad it's out there in the world. Granted, especially during this summer where, like, like, I go out and see things, but that's because it's, like, my one, like, thing that I do that's yeah. risky. Yeah. Um, but she, but, like, I... I just, like, I'm oh I'm like, oh, I don't think there will be a sequel because I think that they're going to be, like, it didn't make money. And it's, like, yeah. right, because you deliberately put it in and said we are not giving it, yeah. like, distribution. It. Yeah. And, like, in July 2020, we don't know what that summer actually looks like. But, you know, yeah. I like to think about it of, like, how I've, like, I've told my friends, I'm, like, when the first teaser came out, I was, like, I, like, looked at all of my friends and I would – hi, I'd like to tell you that I will be dragging all of you to this like I dragged all of you to Girls Trip. Um, Thank you and goodbye. (laughs) Um, And it's just, because one of the reasons why I think, like outside of Jamie Mm Dornan, there are no traditionally hot people in this movie. Everyone looks like a real person and that's what I love about it. No one, everyone is like, visibly in their 40s
1: yes very much so and they get to have a
0: fun time in their 40s it's great
2: yeah um
1: yeah and i you know and i will say though i think if it had been released in theaters I'm not going to lie. I do not think financially it would have done very well. No, Regardless I don't think of so either. Year, I think it is such a weird little gem of a movie. I think it was always destined to be a cult movie. Just the vibes. It like yes. almost feels like, you know, compared to like Josie and the Pussycats where they purposely didn't really go in trying to make a cult movie and then it became a cult movie. This is like, they went in with the, like on the vibrational frequency of like what makes a good cult movie, you know, trying to make a funny movie. And then, it, you know, it naturally could become a cult movie because it yeah. just, like, they were like, all of them. Together. I want to make
2: something that makes me laugh. Yeah.
1: yeah and it, I and feel, it feel just like they really did to, this for them, which is To be incredible. tuned in with that cult movie kind of status. And it works. It's fantastic. It's so fun. But it comes out in theaters. People go and see this, and they're not expecting what they end up seeing. And they wouldn't like it. They would trash it. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't, it would bomb pretty easily. I would yell at my
2: friends and be like, You're all idiots. I. This is a good movie.
1: Whereas the one good thing about it being released on like streaming and home video or video on demand, whatever the hell you want to call it, home video. What is this? Nineteen ninety-five. But it's that people are more likely to see it, and the investment of like like people will watch anything on their fucking couch they will watch absolute dog shit on their couch you go to a movie theater you get dressed up you put on clothes you put on your little makeup you scoochy scoochy over to the theater you get there and you watch a movie and it disappoints you it's unforgivable like you people are much less forgiving in a theater setting but at home yeah they'll be like it's bad but like Oh, well, you know, even if they spent $20 on it, it's like, at least I didn't leave my house. That's like the, that's the deal breaker. At least right. I didn't mm-hmm. have to leave my house. So like I said, even if this movie isn't universally beloved by every single person on earth, like it should be, mm-hmm. at least it's like not devastating in comparison to what it would have been.
2: I release. saw one person on letterbox say, I would have liked this if it was 2012, but I- wanted to throw my phone through. This away.
1: is like, so like, to me, that's absurd because this humor is like operating on a completely different level than 2012. The yeah. trailer looks like it would be a 2012, like hangover-esque comedy, but it's, it very much isn't. It's very much more surreal and absurdist in the best mm. way. Like that's kind of wild to me. Like I I could understand if you're basing it only on the trailer, but the actual movie itself feels so yeah. much more- defined and 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 unique compared And to like that.
0: in somehow in a way like it's so out there right like I called it absurdist but it also like somehow has like a weirdly timeless feel to it yeah like mm-hmm. like this really could take place in any time period yes. like it could be a hundred years in the future or this could be like 1970 who's to say
2: well, one of the most important parts is like these are believable characters who wouldn't have cell phones. And the character yeah. any cell phone we see is like a flip phone. Yeah. Yeah. And I exactly. think that is like such an important part of it. Like we don't have to worry about like, oh, what's the iOS look like? Because then you can tell what year this takes place in. Yeah. Um
1: not dissimilar to like an it follows when they have the seashell phone because they they purposely were like we don't because we have a bunch of teens in this movie and they're all gonna be texting and calling each other we don't like it want like an iphone in it because that will really date it so we're just gonna make like this cute little seashell phone which i still think they should put it on the market but and it would be great in this movie i think they could have used the seashell phone that would have been i already got the seashell phone case yeah
2: that they were gonna glue to their landline
1: (laughs) yes
0: perfect I, you I know, also and, like love the oh, aesthetic of like the hotel. Like yeah. also the, the little bit when they first, like, they do that opening number and he's like, did you say motel? And <laughs> then they have to like go to that hotel where he's like, do you need sheets? Sheets? Do you want towels? Do you want sheets?
2: All right. But no pillows. But
1: no pillows. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was screaming. You also forgot the one employee showing up late and going temperatic. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so good. it's just oh it's brilliant it's so brilliant
1: I really 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 love um from moment one I mean obviously we talked about the lair thing and obviously we talked about this iconic child named Rainjoy. Um, um I hope that he is in
0: more things because oh, he will be
1: let me tell you really quick before I get to my other point he not only is in this movie this year. He was also in Boss Baby 2 Family Business. Booked and Busy. (laughs) Booked and Busy also has, I believe, a Disney Channel project that he has booked. Um, A couple of other things kind of in the works. So yes, Booked and Busy icon. Also, I read a very cute little interview that he did with Kristen Wiig. Where she interviewed him specifically and they talked and like she just kept talking about how positive he was and how he was a real sweetie and a real sweetheart and he was very complimentary and very like adorable and then also when he was asked about his favorite TV shows and movies the TV shows he listed were um, Keeping Up With The Kardashians and Real Housewives
0: okay taste
1: oh my god a blessed child truly
0: I'm obsessed child. with him I love him. I I really was like, I would just like watch him lip sync for hours. He He is is so so
1: fun. fun, So fun. The dancing at the end makes my heart scream. I just adorable. He's so fun. And also at one point he talked about how he like, wanted to be a trio with Barb and Star, and, like, the three oh. characters could go on adventures or whatever, and, like, I thought that was really ah. cute, and he's just, like, Chris Wig, literally the entire time, I was, like, oh, you're so sweet, like, the entire interview, it was so great, I highly recommend looking it up, mm-hmm. it's adorable, and it brought me so much joy, but, um, so, yeah, what I was gonna say is that, like, yeah, we open with a kid, we open with, you know, all of that, But the moment for me that I knew this is my movie is the opening joke where Kristen Wick's character, Sharon is like, you know, you know, asking about drinks at her evil lair. And she goes, I'll have a suicide. And then a (laughs) soda fountain pops up (laughs) and she goes, she goes through all of the different sodas. And then she goes like a splash of lemon lime soda. And then literally presses the button for a second. I was like, this is my shit.
0: I, I was like, did she grow up in Utah like that? I was like, I have some questions. <laughs>
2: um, I, so what I, I would argue the biggest part of my personality is that I worked at a movie theater for nine years. So therefore I am with a deep with, that had the soda fountain. So I've spent almost a decade of my life like perfecting like combos. Yeah. On a Pepsi soda fountain. And sometimes they would change things up and I would get deeply upset and like (laughs) had been there long enough that when I talked to management, I was like, no, this is bad. I don't like this. These are these are not the sodas I know.
0: It was it's such a funny. I really I was just like, my I think all of my notes for this movie are just like in all caps, just being like, I cannot believe that this is happening. I love this.
1: Yeah, that you know that was like a really great signifier of like how unique and fun this movie is, but also like the little mice bit where you like hear the dramatic soup. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot dog soup, disgusting, and then disgusting. like so, I the little it. mice
0: playing. Barb and <laughs> Stark could get me to do a lot of things, you know. Like I would drink that shark bowl with the pills at the bottom with oh, them in a heartbeat. I'd party with
2: them. Yeah, I yeah. I put down with in terms yeah, of like, that the bowl. I was like. Oh, this is how the only way I would be able to go clubbing is if I was yeah. doing like this and to that remix. Yeah. Of
0: my heart inc- oh, well. That music. The music in this film inspired <laughs> oh choices. In even when they're not singing. That it's song
2: a in
1: particular. That remix was a was a banger in particular. Like it really I inspired choice, a really great choice. Um makes it 10 times funnier that it's my heart will go on for some unexplained reason. And not only that there's a club dance mix version of it, I like, know, like- <laughs> that exists out there. <laughs> like, but then again, I reminded of our, of our little Gautier um, side tangent that we went on in the great Gatsby yes. where it was like, Oh yeah. Uh, the reason why Gautier left the industry was because there were club mixes of somebody that I used to know. And he was like, this is bullshit. I'm leaving. Bye. I don't want to be famous, <laughs> but yeah, no, he'll make enough guy, money I for love- the rest of his life. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But I love that. I love the mice when she's like, "I've been so anxious. I've I've trained the 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 the, what was it? The lab mice or whatever." And then it's like dramatic music at one point, and then cut to these little mice playing the music, and she's like, "The strings need work." Everyone else else gets to have cheese. cheese. They get to have (laughs) cheese, and they're all so excited. (laughs) So cute. I also love when um when Barb is outside of, um, Edgar's room, when, when, uh, Sharon has lied to him and said that Barb and Star are spies and whatever, and he needs to I kill them. It, white. Why not? And like those, yes. And then that couple comes up to her and she's talking about this gift shop called Bay Leaf or <laughs> Bay Leaf it or Bay not, leaf. It's, it's incredible. It's a- it's like
0: a classic sort of like comedic bit that just like it gets you like it's just fucking funny you can't deny it
2: it's called believe it or not what's your problem lady
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it really is a classic case of taking like you know things that are just kind of traditionally funny but then making them very very weird and bending them in a way and oftentimes jokes don't end where you think they're going to end which makes it so much better yeah. that it's like so unexpected sometimes that the laughs that you like the laughs are ripped out of you basically because you just truly aren't expecting some of the punchlines, and it's it's the best it's a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat and it works every single mm-hmm. time and i love it
2: um we were before we were recording brought up horses and I said there was something in this movie I had to bring up so I didn't notice until my third time watching that in the background (laughs) behind Phyllis Smith there's a horse saddle and then when they're leaving the house you see her and you're just you just you can watch Phyllis Smith is just struggling to pick up this huge horse saddle to leave it's so funny and it's like i have to this go is like back how and- it's like oh they do not care if anyone sees this movie it is just yeah. for annie and kristen
1: yeah, they really like, it's so detail oriented in that sense. I mean, even when they're like packing their suitcases and like there's rope getting thrown in and then when they're tied up because Edgar's supposed to kill them, they're like, "We should- I knew I shouldn't have packed that rope. Like that <laughs> joke literally comes back and it's such a like nothing throwaway joke in that moment and it's the best. I just, I fucking love that. Um, it's incredible. And I also just think that like Annie and Kristen as a whole, like obviously- great comedic team on screen but like their writing is obviously very fantastic they know what they're doing um but like you know I always think of that bridesmaid scene that they did and like how good that was when Kristen's character is like having the meltdown on the plane and then like because she's drunk and she's taking a pill and then it's like Annie's character is like also freaking out because she has like her anxiety for flying. And she, they're like, there's a colonial woman on the plane. She's turning butter, Incredible. and they're they're unbelievable together in that. And I'm glad that they both got to be the leads of this movie because that's like just such a special little moment in a movie like Bridesmaids that's like full of very funny characters and, yes. and moments. Um, and the two Their of them together is so good.
2: Yeah, so it's really good.
1: special. Yeah. They we understand each people. other completely on a comedic mm-hmm. level and a creative level, which I, you know, is so important yeah. to
2: selling something like this. Really, I think, and it just makes it so much more special. It just like it's when you can tell, oh, these are people who are actually best friends that are yes. playing best friends. Like there, I can't, of course, think of anything right now, but like there are certain times where you can be like, oh, this is like the big, like the beginning of these two becoming like celebrity yeah. best friends. Yeah, but like it's still like you are not buying it as much. Like this, I'm like these are people who both on and off screen have known each other for decades, yeah. and like have yeah. seen each other through a lot.
1: The characters um, are lived in completely because of that. Yes, like I'm like I could I could tell you their entire story, much like they described Right, the story like of when Trish, we right? first
0: see them in the yeah. like furniture store, like you believe that these women have been friends for like forever. <laughs> I'm like you're just like yeah, I'm in, I'm in their relationship. I get it.
1: I mean, when you learn that, you know, I believe it was, it was Barb was addicted to caramel. <laughs> yeah. She learned that on that couch, you know, started learning that on that couch. That's, that's what makes it so good. Um, I also just want to say really quickly. Yeah. I made this note in regards to the relationship, but I said, I think that Kristen wing and Annie Mamalo, could do the last 20 minutes of the movie opening night thank you very much they could do that
2: that is is, but i believe you
1: opening night a movie that we've talked about on this podcast is a john Mm cassavetes movie in which jaden roland's character is an aging actress who is having a meltdown because she Uh doesn't seem to understand why everybody is treating her like an aging actress you know it's like she doesn't have kids. She doesn't have a marriage. All she has is her career and she cannot get a grip on this character. She's playing who's menopausal. whatever. The only reason why I mentioned that is because she's having a breakdown. She's like going off script. She's not doing what she's supposed to be doing during their play that she's like starring in. She's a big star. Right. And, um, John Cassavetes, Jen Rowland's obvious real life husband in this movie, plays like her co-star. They have an on-off thing. And then kind of like the breaking point, you know, she she exercises her literal demon ghost lady, who's like a mm-hmm. spectral for youth, um, or spectral for youth. And then it's like she shows up really roaring drunk and manages to somehow go completely off script and improvise the last 20 minutes of the show with John Cassavetes character. And it's this electrifying sequence that everybody should watch because it's so fucking good. And the two of them have obviously their romantic partners in real life, but it's like a very similar Mm -hmm. level of chemistry that is replicated in those moments, like just in a comedic form versus the rest of the movie is very dramatic. So it's like, you know, like they could do the same thing because they have such a level of innate trust and respect for each other. And they're like literal improv partners, right? Like, so they could literally do the last 20 minutes of that movie and it would fucking rock. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like something like that really does require a sense of timing and chemistry that like, you like for it to be the level that it is in that movie, you have to have such, like, it has to be perfected. Otherwise it doesn't have the same bite to it, right? And I mean, they could do it. I'm just saying. Not to no. be girl boss on maine but
2: oh my god oh no <laughs> I hate you. oh no oh my I, god. I have to go again i'm sorry yeah <laughs>
0: like
1: i have to leave i have to leave. <laughs> why didn't they name the the boss baby um the girl boss baby in the boss baby why didn't they just call her like girl boss baby why didn't they call movie know. girl boss baby will that be the same mis- We well, should have girl been
2: boss baby. baby to girl boss yeah calling yeah girl boss.
1: yeah or like to be girl, fair, boss. it's
2: barely about the girl boss baby.
1: You know what? That's Sad. against feminism.
2: It, it really, like, <laughs> am I the only one here who's seen Boss Baby colon Family Business?
1: Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I feel so alone. I couldn't even answer because I was like,
0: yeah. <laughs> you're all alone. Uh, so I've never real. even seen Boss Baby one.
2: <laughs> I saw it. I saw them both very high and it was a great time. I feel like
0: that's how you should see Boss Baby if you see it.
1: I love that I was just like explaining opening night of John Cassavetes' movie and you're like, I'm going to explain
2: Boss Baby (laughs) too." (laughs) But to be fair, I think that's very much my brand Yeah. of like, right, no, that sounds great. And like, but meanwhile, I'm like, wait, (laughs) seen <laughs> box baby too baby. Yeah. let
1: me take a roll call here
2: i
0: just uh, me can, okay speaking of like movies that nobody has seen um this one piece of trivia from the imdb trivia made me so confused the okay, first teaser me. trailer for the film was released ahead of the film bombshell but not cool. online why
1: why yeah, i think I, they mean i think they mean the teaser wasn't released on its own online
2: yeah no because i can't find it because i wanted so to it was it. just in front of bombshell
1: yes why <laughs> because that makes sense to me because i remember when the trailer dropped i was like oh this is a movie that exists i had no idea
2: because it's jay roach like so funny is comedy that, like, technically yeah, yeah too. i
1: guess like was that supposed to
2: be i mean bombshell's I a comedy
1: it. but not for the reason they intended it to be no, 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 no gotcha
0: okay wait the trish the trish reveal incredible we to talk
1: about the trish reveal we we kind of moved past but we have to talk about the trish reveal
2: we have to talk about trish um, i didn't know i didn't know oh thank god I oh i'm so glad you and didn't it was know.
0: so delightful as a person who um watched reba all the time as like a high schooler like i was like obsessed with reba for some fucking reason and i was like this is the best thing ever like i love so between- that she did this
2: <laughs> so between this and the tiktok meme you're oh, truly yeah. thriving right yes. now <laughs> you're living
1: right now yeah but reba shows up as trish first of all trish is merely like an idea right much like yes inception <laughs> merely an idea and she, you know, they like describe Trish. She was like this, an ideal woman, mm-hmm. which I love because the joke is like, they're like, oh yes. And she would, you know, decorate for the holidays, you know, like that kind of stuff. And then by the end, it's like, they're like in tears at the idea that Trish has died of cancer. Like, it's like, that is like the
2: escalation of the joke. To be clear, she does not die of cancer. She decides to take a jump off a cliff. <laughs> So oh, that yes. cancer Sorry. does not get, cancer get her. Won't kill her. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank
1: you. My brain is mush. Um, I had a long night yesterday. So yes, I forgot that detail. Thank you. Um, it's fantastic. It's very funny, but it's also just like, okay, why is this happening? Kind of like in the moment. And then in the end, when Trish is the dance, it's perfect. It's a great, level of like comedy writing that i can appreciate it's genius it's incredible and the fact that they were like we're not just gonna get trish we're gonna get a superstar and who better than reba fucking mcintyre universally loved everyone loves we love reba she shows up she shows out every single time she fully committed she was here to do work i have watched the cma awards maybe three times in my life and the most recent one i did she was there on stage she was singing she was opening the show she had like three costume changes i knew she was gonna have costume changes because she did the classic drag race lip sync for the crown thing where they got like a robe on top of a dress on top of a tearaway but a little bulky but she she did the costume reveal she was singing fancy a fantastic song. The best song ever written about pimping out your daughter because you're, you're, you're broke. You need money. Okay. And she showed up to this movie. She said, here's your one chance. Fancy. Don't let me down. Yeah. She didn't, uh, she didn't let us down. And I'm thankful for that. She's fantastic. I think about her tweets. Um, one about the corn dog two about Terry who I believe was, was he her assistant or makeup artist, but he basically was like locked out. Oh God, I need to look it up. Hold on. This is important stuff. I
0: oh, I there. think about, I think about the one where she uh, is like arguing with her hairstylist. Um, and she was like, he wants it like cheap and slutty. And I want it straight up and slutty. <laughs> <laughs> <The time.
1: laughs> oh, here we go. Terry, my stylist got locked out my house last night slept under the porch of the pool house said for my iPhone (laughs) for my iPhone she tweeted this in 2009
2: I love that I love it so much um I have a Reba quote that I'm going to pull up now about her being in this movie she goes please I'm not advertised as being in the movie it's been this secret McIntyre tells USA Today. But afterward, my friends were texting me saying, I knew you were going to be Trish. That was icing on the cake for me.
1: (laughs) They just, they had Trish senses. They're like,
2: they just knew. They were like, it has to be Reba. (laughs) Like, oh my God. Maybe because that Reba was like, Oh, I'm in this movie or something, or maybe she like to her I'm gonna her be unavailable from
1: X date to X date. Yeah. Right? Like,
2: although this movie is so clearly like they were like, hey, Reba. So I can't get into why you're this like magical mermaid named Trish. But like, <laughs> like basically, do you want to come to Mexico for a day? Like, yeah.
1: get in the ocean.
2: Yeah. Clear blue we'll try, like, water. We'll try and like I, keep you out in and out of the water as little as possible to just try and make it like one simple thing for you. But like yeah. You'd you to wear a know. mermaid
1: costume
2: mm. and it's you crazy. will be beloved.
1: You will be beloved. Like, yeah.
2: You will be both the joke and the point of the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the it's savior so- of the film. I
0: also just like love that they like called Don Cheadle to be like, is it okay to like mispronounce your <laughs> name? And I would just like, love to hear these conversations. Like, those I'm are thankful
1: for that because I now cannot stop thinking Don Cheadle Chit- every <laughs> single time. <I> his <laughs> so name. And I, I love and respect Don Cheadle so much. I think he's incredible. He's a wonderful actor. Seems like a great guy, but now it's stuck in my head i just hear and it's not even i read it in my own voice like in my head i you hear, hear it. kristen wigger annie mamalo in my head saying don cheetle every single time i read it it's now so and funny. it's like driving me batty in the best way possible um, it's so funny it's just like a little
0: bit that is just like because very it's exactly funny exactly
1: how your like great aunt carla would pronounce don Cheadle <laughs> if she'd never heard it out loud before right
2: and also just like don cheetle like I think it's understood that Don Cheadle is funny. He's w- been nominated yet never won. Mr. Algy comedy- Rhythm, Mr. <laughs> Algy Rhythm. Yes. Um, like, but like, I still like. I think people know he's funny, but like, I don't think yeah. they understand like how funny he is. Yes, yeah, I say this as one of the con- one of the twelve people outside of the cast and crew who watch Black Monday, and <laughs> he's so good on that show.
1: Yeah, I've been
0: meaning
2: to watch it. I should
0: probably watch it. I have. I have the a Showtime subscription for another month, so um I will watch it. They're
2: they're really quick watches. They're like only a half hour. Oh I wow! I it didn't it know that.
0: Uh-huh. I'm gonna do it this weekend.
2: Oh, uh, and Regina Hall is like,
0: yes, we so love her.
2: Gorgeous throughout the whole thing. She was supporting the girls, and okay. I
1: stand June and Paul. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um. Trish is incredible, obviously. Um, yeah. But what's even more incredible is this note, also nine dB trivia. Jamie Dornan apparently had a big crush on Estelle Getty circa the Golden Girls when he was a child. And I'm like, why is this included here? I was like, did to
2: I be fair, fair, this is like an extension of what the Golden Girls would I, be now.
0: When, when I yes. read that, I was like, did I miss like a whole like Golden Girls sequence? Like I was like, did I like <laughs> black out something? Like I really was so confused. And then I was like, no, I think this is just IMDb trivia, like being IMDb <laughs> trivia.
2: Yeah um I like Jamie Dornan I thought Vista Del Mar was the real place and then was like oh okay like just like I've been to Florida many times but like I feel like if you tell me any city like and then say like oh it's in Florida I'm like sure yeah okay it sounds Um, like a real place and if we're bringing up Jamie Dornan, we have to bring up the bop of 2021, Edgar's Prayer. <laughs> Seagulls in the sand. Can you hear my prayer?
0: Seagull on a tire, can you hear my prayer? When he kicks his toes up into the sand.
2: I'm in hell.
0: <laughs> I, Jamie Dornan did that. And I, his commitment... His, his shirt ripping, everything about it. I commend him. I hope that he gets some sort of nomination for
2: this. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I think he should get nominated for something for this. Like, and it's like very, like, it's all very good that like the Golden Globes are being held accountable and all of that. But like, but he but would at have the sweat- same <laughs> time. <laughs> we do we, it eligible it, for best song so yes. here's the weird thing is so. it for this year i would assume i would assume so yeah because the came only out reason february. why is because february is such a weird month because oscar contenders for like this past year
1: yeah that was weird hmm. so I, I i think the window would have closed by the time this came out
2: let's let's good. find out this information I'm,
1: though i'm googling it because this um, deserves a screenplay nomination for sure,
2: yeah. and um, Reba McIntyre, I think could you could argue that she gets a Judy Dench style nomination <laughs> for best supporting actress.
1: Yeah, why not? You know, tell me,
0: Sky, do you know the eligibility window yet? I'm 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 looking it up. I believe I believe they are eligible, so I'm looking at this. From Gold Derby, they have an article about them going to the Oscars, maybe from March 2021. 20, so that leads me to believe,
1: yeah, because the because the the voting yeah. the nominee window would have closed before
2: then for sure. So yeah. like, yeah, that tells me that was just such a it's, it's a weird like time. Every, yeah everything everything is everything is weird right now. But like that like. I will give them credit. They're slightly less weird
1: than the Grammys, which I was like, totally confused by in terms of the window. Cause I was like, I sort to got there's shit from their 2018 window. in here. What is
0: this? Yeah. Um, um. I do have some, I do have some sad news in that it's not eligible for Golden Globes either season last one or this one, because it is in an eligibility purgatory window. So it, was released after the 2021 eligibility ended and it was released before the 2022 started for golden globes
2: well no matter to be fair counsel, so yeah exactly
1: the oscars is what we're shooting for here the o- right. yeah. the oscars specifically
2: like i that's would also say the same as that- sag
1: awards so okay. they, we won't
0: get any
2: sag awards so Bullshit. it's really shit so like hopefully wga
1: I love also that at the end of the day, not only do their culottes save them, but the power of friendship saves the day they end up getting Sharon to come to them and be friends, right? Um, But my favorite thing, I only bring this up because I'm obsessed with her backstory. Um, Not even the whole backstory, like just as a whole, because it's like, she's just like a pale kid who looks kind of weird. Like that's like the thing.
2: Whose nickname is asshole.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's, yeah. (laughs) And then she has one friend in the world And it's like (laughs) her name is like Maria, correct? I believe. Hold on, let me look at the. Yes, she had she had one friend. Her name was Maria, and they would like spend all their time together, right? And then like because she was allergic to the sun, she had to spend all of her time inside. Maria was cool with that, and then she just says one day when we were walking to her casa, and that just like (laughs) kills me. And then this poor girl gets eaten by like an alligator. And then it's like she has no friends in the world. And then she's bullied. And then, like, jokingly crowned shrimp queen, like it's Carrie or something. And then she's put into the shrimp cannon. And then she's shot out. And then well, first Megan of all, the they
0: turn up the ship. dial from yes. shrimp queen to probable
1: death. Certain death. <laughs> Certain death. I read it. It was toddler speed, shrimp queen. Um, circus speed only and then certain death it's
0: it's truly genius like that's genius the whole shrimp queen
1: concept so good yeah and I mean classic comedy setup of like you have this gigantic gathering that's going to happen and the villain is gonna do something at this big event, who's going to stop them,
2: right? Some, l- sometimes a villain just wants, sometimes it's just going to be a villain having a device that uh, brings mosquitoes in to kill everyone in a town. And Jamie Jordan will sing about it and go, I'm going to kill everyone in this town and then goes with his yeah. maracas. yes. And I love Brilliant. the reveal
1: that like he was not given the antidote. He's given um, lemon lime <laughs> soda, um, yeah, soda with a splash of iced tea. With a splash of soda. That was Chekhov's soda. Yeah. And, and that also leads to my, one of my other favorite, like little side plots of this movie is that, you know, obviously he ends up having a relationship with Star and it's very genuine. It's very cute um, and wonderful and you're rooting for them. It's great. Um, yeah. Down to the point where he's like, you're the most beautiful woman, not just outside, but inside. And she like fully thinks <laughs> she comes in, in front of Barb, Barb. <laughs> which I love. And, um, but like, he is genuinely hung up on Sharon. He has the Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing conflict of like, I just want this woman to genuinely love me. And like, unlike baby and Dirty Dancing, who is fully devoted to Johnny, Sharon does not she just wanted to be friends with benefits that's it she say I'm no interest in this relationship I will sacrifice Edgar he means nothing to me he's just a means to an end which I love that in this big comedy this handsome man is just like please weird looking lady please love me I just it's want to my be in dream. a relationship it's my dream yeah I, I about and that's like the whole I, I, I want to be at that, that power that
2: Sharon has
1: honestly right yes. It's incredible. And I love when it's like both revealed that they're reading these books where it's like, <laughs> his is like how to, make, how to make someone love you. Basically. It's like, what is it? What's the title? Um, hold on. I need to look, I need to find it. How to know the person you love loves you, even though they don't act yes. like it most of the time versus how to convince someone you love them when you don't get them to do, <laughs> do what you want. Um, and it's fantastic. I love that. It's another great little visual gag. Um, and I, I just love that that is like their conflict in this movie, that she will not commit to him. She has no interest in him. And he's like so devoted to her. Um, and she sells him out in the end. And it's it's fantastic. I love it. Um, and I, I also love that like, his relationship with that Kristen Wiig is different than his relationship to yeah. the yes. other Kristen Wiig, which is like a very wonderful, fun little like tryst. And
0: they play they play them so well; mm-hmm. it's it's brilliant. Yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah i I also think a lot about how this movie like doesn't really have set pieces in the way that a lot of big comedies do. It just has like a steady stream of jokes. To carry yes. throughout the movie. Musical
2: numbers, I guess, are the closest things you have to kind a of set piece. and then
1: like yeah. the end and that's kind of it. But like comedic set pieces, it's a little bit different. Like there's no like yeah. distinct like set, it really is just like, oh, here's some jokes we will be making. Like when they like go back to the hotel pool when they've been told that they have to stay at the motel because they don't have a reservation. And like I they are like looking at the menu and <laughs> on this menu <laughs> it has an absolutely absurd um array of items first of all there's the fact that they're talking about like frog legs which is the most normal thing on this menu and um barb says every time I think of frog legs i think of kermit riding his bicycle and how much he used his legs he really needed them (laughs) And later we get the cut to Kermit during like the big yeah. montage of like everything that's happened in the movie thematically and emotionally and like in dialogue. Um, but then you also have them talking about the veal stuffed manatee and the fried bald eagle babies. <laughs> like just like it's like I, I it's was so like detail it's so
0: good. It's just there's so many small things in this movie like when um she's like I have
2: 137 degree fever I can't go out and, <laughs> and she's just I like, just can't wait for you to watch it again because you're just gonna pick up on more
0: yeah every so time many little
2: things it's oh it's just
0: brilliant it's when, a brilliant screenplay
1: oh when, when um I think it's when Star comes back to the hotel room after going out with Edgar behind um, Barb's back, which they both do to each other, right? Um, and like, she's like, Barb, and Barb's asleep, right? No, the reveal is that actually Barb is um, a pillow with a face drawn on it. <laughs> <laughs> but she mistook for actually being the real Barb, who is, who is very much um, just not in the room. And
2: it's it's fantastic. <laughs> um it's really we, good we can't leave without talking about richard e cheese and his beautiful songs. <laughs> boobies <laughs> i love boobies i love gazangas. i like melons I'm so unprepared
1: <laughs> i watched this with my grandmother and she thought that was the funniest thing she'd ever heard in her life like she really was enjoying that that guy and his it's whole it's so fucking funny <laughs>
2: Um, I, all yeah, of my friends from like high school movie. have recently done di- <laughs> a lot of my friends from high school have recently died and then I can't remember all of them but I know like that one of them is like Jared yeah someone so- <laughs> someone though they're all dead <laughs> they're all
0: dead <laughs> This really is, like, a movie, like, I can't wait to, like, show this, like, the next time I, like, go home and, like, see my mother. Like, I can't wait to show this oh, to my yeah. mom. Like, this Mom's is, like, a, this I, movie, can't, right? <laughs> I can't wait to show Janet this movie. She will have such a blast. And I really can't wait. Also,
1: we've forgotten
2: Damon Waynes Jr.'s Darlie Bunkle. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Darley E. Bunkle, the only mov- person in this movie who's prepared for the pandemic. He has a mask. Okay, yes.
0: yeah, he really- It's so distracting in
2: 2021.
0: It is. Every time there's like masks in movies now, I'm just like, mm. Mm. but every time he like, every time he like reveals something about himself and he's like, damn it, like, <laughs> it's
1: just so silly he like literally cannot stop himself which is so fantastic like when Sharon sends him and it's like he obviously like already cannot stop revealing information when he first meets Edgar but then like when he leaves a bag with a microchip like literally written microchip on the fucking bag like an amateur and like just like sitting out in the hallway for anyone to find and the whole point is that like the microchip got lost when Edgar was partying with Barb and Star and had a threesome with them. Like, that's the idea, right? Yeah. It's so fucking. Why he What a fucking. I setup. also love when the two of them are just like wrestling. And you just know while well, Barb and Star are out like on the jet ski in the middle of the ocean and they fight Sharon, you just know Charlie Bunkle and Edgar were fighting that entire time. Like, they were just rolling around <laughs> was- in the
2: sand doing somersaults and like fighting. Sharon. So I watched the bloopers. And at one point, there is a blooper where Jamie Jordan and Damon Wayne Jr. are in pirate costumes. And it's a scene that's clearly deleted. I'm pretty sure it's Jamie Jordan wearing like a platinum blonde wig. <laughs> it's either him or David Wade jr one of them's wearing a platinum blonde wig yeah.
0: I want this movie to be framed every still of it like
2: <laughs> flame it frame it at the Louvre yeah yes. Let me where is this exhibit I'm like supposed to go to the museum of Moving image in a few weeks um, and where I'm just there? like I know they have my friends are really excited about this 2001 a Space odyssey oh, yeah. exhibit but I'm asking the bigger question. There's the Barb and Star exhibit. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to go see Tenet, and it's going to be fun, but I'm going to be like, we could see Barb and Star in 70 millimeter.
1: Yeah. Also, just want to, you know, read off very quickly, just a couple of, like, things that didn't make it into the movie that I think are worth noting, and I do think would have also continued to elevate the movie. So to begin with, um, we have the fact that we already have – We have the Panama Jack thing, which we already talked about, Barack Obama. Um, Barb and decision to take the trip was originally followed by a scene where they leave the house and are attacked by an owl. (laughs) (laughs) The staircase hoops, I ask. Owls are scary. I had an owl scream in my face once and I was very afraid. I mean... I mean, they're great. I mean, I think they're majestic and wonderful animals. I love owls, but. I love them, I held
0: one. It just also screamed in my face. I I used to wear the necklaces
1: back in the days of Tumblr when everyone was wearing an owl necklace. Like that was the thing, I get it. That had a hold on us. But if an owl swooped down on me, I would pass away. I'm just saying, like I would be (laughs) fully prepared to wither away into nothingness in that moment. Um, Then we have the fact that they wrote and or shot scenes of a montage for reasons why Barb and Star had been fired, including writing notes with a Sharpie on the furniture, um, riding a moped through the store, and my favorite, jumping out of a cabinet to scare a customer who then proceeded to have a heart attack.
2: <laughs> what the fuck? See, as much as I love all of those, I think the joke being Jennifer Convertible shut down but no one yes. bothered to tell us um, for yeah. seven months is the funniest joke. It's, it's pretty so good. fucking funny. It's very accurate I, too. <laughs> yeah,
0: I laughed so hard. The whole, like, I, I understand, like, I would, I would love to see, like, an extended cut of this movie, but I do think that the cut we have is perfect. Mm-hmm. And, like, no joke goes to waste. Everything works so well. But, like, I would love to see an extended cut as well.
1: Let him get attacked by an owl. I do want to see that very badly.
0: Yeah, like let me see Jamie Dornan in like a wig, you know. Like let me
1: see it. Yeah, and you know, also to mention that couch scene, I just want to bring it up because I already mentioned the addicted to caramel part. Um, Also, when the the customers are like, why won't you let us like have the floor model couch? Blah blah blah. You know, it's their talking couch. That's where they sit during work. Um, to not do work and to have conversations with each other. Right. Um, and one of them goes, why don't we fart on it? Let's
2: fart, fart right now.
1: Fart on it's the couch. So silly. I love that. I love no, that. she
2: says I'm farting right now.
1: <laughs> I love the reveal that they also host Thanksgiving in the store. Um, really just like delicious, wonderful. I just love the reveal in general that they are sitting on a model couch the entire time. Um incredible in a store really fantastic stuff you know i love it so much also i just realized actually the first club of talking uh the first rule of talking club is no sneakers it's not don't be late actually it's it's Oh, no sneakers no no swearing except for the f word and (laughs) no lying that's what it is
2: okay it's just an unofficial rule then about being late yeah correct like you it's just will be locked out yes
1: yeah <laughs> god just don't be never never to return. an
0: iconic she's so good person. I,
2: i'm very excited to see what her showtime show looks like yes That's gonna be, same
1: like, let's go
2: like <laughs> conflicted former matt rogers stand <laughs> standing by you
1: know also fortune Femester give her more work i Oh Very yeah. Very funny. Great on Drag her Race when she shows up.
2: Yeah. Cheyenne. Jackson. Her and Betsy Sodaro, I think are like so good and I can't wait for people who aren't like comedy nerds to, <laughs> to get into them. them.
1: Yeah they're both fantastic and like I said her and Cheyenne Jackson on Drag Race they're down. Like they're yeah. just game every time.
0: love Cheyenne Jackson.
1: Um, do we have
0: final thoughts on Barb and Star?
1: Uh, this movie fucking whips ass. That's what I think. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. it's. I love it so much. My only note is more musical numbers, but at the same time, like it's I don't perfect. know what you cut around, right? To add, I, I would like a director's extended cut. Yeah, yeah. Why um, not?
1: let's have some
0: fun. Yeah, yeah. I just I, this movie is literally perfect. Again, unmatched vibes. I just my heart soared. Whilst watching it. Yeah. And I immediately was like, I want to watch this again and again.
1: Would you say it made you feel like um going up a palm tree, like a cat who has decided to go up a palm tree?
2: Yeah. 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 Okay. Glad we could all agree okay. on that. Um and you know what I say to this movie when it's over? Miss you, kisses with tongues. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real tip flapper. That's what it was. It was such a, tip a,
1: real,
0: tip. a, a real, real tip flapper. A real tip flapper.
1: I <laughs> think tip flapper is a great phrase. I think we should use it. I, yeah, I want to
2: bring that this, back. Let's bring it back. I tweeted this and put it as my letterbox review for my fourth viewing. Truly, if there's only one thing that comes from this movie. It's Cult status it's that p- to bring the phrase tip it's a real flapper. tit flapper and like, jamie jordan it. specifically going i hear it's a real tit flapper he's like <laughs> yeah in his irish accent i want it as a text tone yeah yeah bring te-
0: bring back text tones bring back <laughs> tip flopper.
1: also made me want to Cold go so. on a banana boat real bad but you know I thought uh, those looked it looked so fun my tits left but apparently they had to go at a really like slow speed um for safety yeah. and for filming purposes so they like had to like act like they were like bouncing around and it apparently was incredibly awkward
0: i mean they did a great job of selling it
1: <laughs> and they had to film the, the fight scene with sharon in the ocean like that wasn't like in a tank yeah all of these effects set. were practical <laughs> they were in the a ocean for that
2: yeah you know they say that we shouldn't—that they're not doing practical things in film anymore. But They'll watch really *Barbie Star*, bitches. Stars. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, I just want—I want everyone to watch this movie and like understand that it's joy. Like, to me, like, I—I I don't say it lightly as someone who has him tattooed on my skin. It's a very Paddington movie. Yes. Yeah. Good energy. Yes good energy great energy where it's just about like you can have some sad times but it's like we're not going to reject the villain we're going to try and find a way to collaborate and like rehabilitate because paddington says we should have rehabilitation not prisons
1: yeah Paddington yeah. literally about prison reform reform yeah. that entire prison himself single-handedly after being framed for a crime he did not commit with a sham fucking trial <laughs> free, paddington. free paddington i got free that he got yeah, a t-shirt.
2: mistrial immediately this is yeah. bullshit. They
1: called on one witness and it was like they barely put the word delusional in. old man Yes. I know.
0: I wore my free Paddington shirt to the Green Night, and that's the type of person I am. <laughs> you didn't wear your Death Patel Summer shirt? <laughs> I should never bought it and I really should have.
1: Okay. Well, do we want to move on to what the plot? Yes. Great,
0: yeah.
1: um, and this it.
0: week, Kelly <laughs> is going to guess something that I was very excited when I was like, is there something you'd like to guess? And she was like, yeah, I have something that I'll bring. Um, and that is Pippin. So Kelly is going to guess the plot to Pippin.
1: And Gio is going to listen very intently all this (laughs)
2: time. Oh Gio, Gio, I really hope you're not disappointed in me. (laughs) Well, Um, in
1: fairness, Sky is wearing headphones, so he can't hear. So so oh thank God. No pressure.
2: Thank God um okay and there's no time limit right no 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 no,
1: like, no. do you like is okay. there anything else you want to ask us before you start like is there like a burning question mm-hmm. you have nothing that will reveal any super give identity, identity any of the plot? no no nation. no um
2: you know what i'm just gonna go okay go with that i'm gonna go and like i'm probably i'm just gonna give this as a disclaimer i'm gonna get names of songs wrong oh you no. don't even have
0: to do don't that. even yeah. worry about that
2: um, okay. Like, okay whatever so... you feel in your heart right and i'm also going to say this my friend one of my closest friends his goal in life is to direct a pippin like film that's and my goal. he texts me okay well you <laughs> and brian can work that out <laughs> yeah um he like and so he constantly texts me things and he goes yeah and you'll be a producer on it i'm like okay great I've never told him. I've never seen a seen a thing. I've heard maybe one song. (laughs) I know Andrea Martin won a Tony for it. This is the okay. And now here is my knowledge of the plot. Yes, I can't wait. Okay, so um, I think there's a guy named Pippin. Um, he joins a circus. Then, like, he has like a mom figure that, like, I'm gonna guess Andrea Martin played. Um. (laughs) And then at that circus, they've got magic to do, so I guess there's magicians involved with the circus. That seems standard to me. And then just based off like my knowledge of musicals in general, uh, he gets very successful and abandons either the circus itself, or maybe becomes the star of the circus and abandons his family, that, like the makeshift family he has with like the Andrea Martin type character. Eventually like there's some type of downfall but when he comes home Andrea Martin is still there to take care of him and I'm guessing that there's some weird sex allegories thrown in there um and uh <laughs> I think that's I think that's where I'm gonna end it because I don't know anything else. <laughs>
0: So um, Pippin is not actually about a circus, technically, um, which trips a lot of people up. It's actually a theater troupe. Um, So Pippin is the newcomer to this theater troupe, um, and Mm -hmm. they are putting on a play about Charlemagne. So Andrew Martin Mm -hmm. plays like one of like the grandma. So she plays like Charlemagne's like mother. Right. Um, And then there's like a stepmother. Anyway, Pippin is like plays one of Charlemagne's children. So that's that plot. And then in the second act, he like falls in love with um, like one of the actresses as they're like playing. And the finale um, is mid-somar. They want to light him on fire. I'm not even kidding. They want to light Pippin on fire. And he's like, no, I'm going to leave and go like run away and be with my girl instead. Bye. And tries to escape um, because he doesn't want to be put in the bear suit and lit on fire. But. That's the whole point of Pippin is that the new actor that comes into the show every time is put in the bear suit and lit on fire. Yeah. What? <laughs> Bob Fosse, there, there is sex allegories. With You is well, all sex. I know Bob Fosse is yeah. involved. So <laughs> yeah. that yeah. is like. It's corny. all sex. With You is so horny. With You is so horny. They're in the 2013 revival. There are women dancing in cages. You love to see it.
2: And then is there a? I know Castle in the Clouds is lame, is but there's a cloud corner song, in the yes? sky,
0: corner of the corner sky. in the sky. Pippin
2: Pippin is like
0: desperate to find his place in the world. He wants to find his corner of the sky, right? He wants to be accepted and loved, so he tries to be a part of this theater troupe, um, and then he quickly realizes, yikes, maybe this is not the right place for me.
1: You know, there's only two. Types of people in the world. <laughs> Once the I've ones that entertain and the uh, and the ones that get lit on fire.
2: And in a bear
0: costume, apparently. Yeah. The bear costume is a metaphor in my head. Yeah, Pippen's it's not. She's Midsommar. not
1: literally. That wasn't literally translated from but, one to the other. But oh, okay, it implied bear vibes. costume. Yeah,
0: yeah. The oh, vibes okay. are there. I Pippin is a hundred percent Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly, would you like to plug your social media
2: handles or anything? Yeah, Um, I'm KJO Briscoe, which is B-R-I-S-C-O-E, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Um, I'm I'm a fun enough time, I think. You know, (laughs) you'll know when I get, when I'm a stony baloney, because then I just start really going off and having a fun time. You can catch me in occasionally in the Who weekly groups and being like, wait, I'm sorry, what are we talking about? Who's this person? <laughs> huh? But um I might be developing a podcast or something. it's gonna be in the future and I can maybe talk about it off
0: my <laughs> Yeah. You'd love to see it. Um, and then it. it's Far as our social media goes, you can find us on Twitter at blessedpick and on Instagram at blessed.picture. Um, you know, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket um Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and you know, recommend us to your friends that you would like to go to Vista Del Mar with, you know, or recommend us to your friends that you're creating genetically modified mosquitoes with. Yeah. Either way,
2: talk about it to your talking club.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. If only if it's a preordained
2: topic.
1: Yeah. Yes. Of course. Make sure you have that selected. And make hot dog soup to accompany it.